I want to preface today's message a little bit. You know, I've been doing this for about 40 years now. A lot of sermons. And during this time, there have been several that evidently were quite memorable. And I've sometimes been asked to repeat one or two of them. And today is one of them. A few of you may vaguely remember <laughs> this one. Our scripture today from Psalm 103, verses 8 through 17. The Lord is merciful and loving, slow to become angry, and full of constant love. He doesn't keep on rebuking, and he's not angry forever. He doesn't punish as we deserve or repay us according to our sins and wrongs. As high as the sky is above the earth, so great is his love for those who have reverence for him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our sins from us. As a father is kind to his children, so the Lord is kind to those who honor him. He knows what we are made of, and he remembers that we are dust. As for us, our life is like grass. We grow and flourish like a wildflower. Then the wind blows on it, and it's gone, and no one sees it again. But for those who honor the Lord, his love lasts forever, and his goodness endures for all generations. May God's blessing be added to the reading, the hearing, and the keeping of his holy word. Like you, <clears throat> I get lots of stuff from people on my email. Most of it I kind of read through, and then I hit the delete button. Not too long ago, however, I received one that really hit me, and I'd like to share it with you this morning. And the story went like this. The older I get, the more I enjoy Saturday mornings. Perhaps it's the quiet solitude that comes with being the first to rise. Or maybe it's the unbounded joy of not having to be at work. Either way, the first few hours of a Saturday morning are most enjoyable. A few weeks ago, I was shuffling toward the kitchen with a steaming cup of coffee in one hand and the morning paper in the other. What began as a typical Saturday morning turned into one of those lessons that life seems to hand you from time to time. Let me tell you about it. I turned the volume up on my radio in order to listen to a Saturday morning talk show. I heard an older-sounding chap with a golden voice. You know the kind. He sounded like he should be in the broadcasting business himself. And he was talking about a thousand marbles to somebody named Tom. I was intrigued and sat down to listen to what he had to say. Well, Tom, sounds like you're really busy with your job. I'm sure they pay you well. But 
you know, it's a shame you had to be away from home and your family so much. It's hard to believe that a young fellow should have to work 60 or 70 hours a week to make ends meet. Ah, it's too bad you missed your little girl's dance recital. And he continued, let me tell you something, Tom, something that has helped me keep a good perspective on my own priorities. And that's when he began to explain his theory of a thousand marbles. You see, I sat down one day and I did a little arithmetic. The average person lives about 75 years. I know some live more and some live less, but on average, folks live about 75 years. Now then, I multiplied 75 times 52 and I came up with 3,900, which is the number of Saturdays that the average person has in their entire lifetime. Now, stick with me, Tom. I'm getting to the important part. It took me until I was 55 years old to think about all this in any detail, he went on. And by that time, I had lived through over 2,800 Saturdays. I got to thinking that if I lived to be 75, I only had about a thousand of them left to enjoy. So I went to a toy store and I bought every single marble they had. I ended up having to visit three toy stores to round up a thousand marbles. I took them home and I put them inside of a large clear plastic container right here in my workshop next to the radio. Every Saturday since then, I have taken one marble out and thrown it away. I found that by watching the marbles diminish, I focus more on the really important things in life. There's nothing like watching your time here on earth run out to help you get your priorities straight. Now let me tell you one last thing before I sign off with you and take my lovely wife out for breakfast. This morning, I took the very last marble out of the container. I figure if I make it till next Saturday, then God has blessed me with a little extra time to be with my loved ones. Well, it was nice to talk to you, Tom. I hope you spend more time with your loved ones. And I hope to talk to you again someday. Have a good morning. Well, you could have heard a pen drop when he finished. Even the show's moderator didn't have anything to say for a few minutes. I guess he gave us all a lot to think about. Well, I'd planned to do some work that morning, then go to the gym. Instead, I went upstairs and I woke up my wife with a kiss. Come on, honey, I'm taking you and the kids out for breakfast. Well, what brought this on? She asked with a smile. Oh, nothing special, I said. It's just been a long time since we spent a Saturday together with the kids. Hey, can we stop at a toy store while we're out? 
I need to buy some marbles. Well, at that time, which was quite a while ago, I got out the calculator and I figured out using this theory how many more marbles I would have until I reached 75. And I came up with around 425. Of course, some of you that are here this morning, like that guy in the story, can, can just figure that God has blessed you with a few more years of marbles. But the moral of the story, so to speak, is for us to realize that the number of Saturdays and Sundays and birthdays and special times in our life don't go on into infinity. Every other week on Monday night, a group of women from my church, from this church, used to sit around my kitchen table around seven o'clock over a cup of hot tea or with a glass of cold water, maybe with a plate of cookies or a bowl full of popcorn. We gathered as a group to discuss a book and in the process to talk about our lives. In the beginning, the group was started at the recommendation of our pastor to talk about spirituality, becoming closer to God. In preparing to lead this group, I came across a book in our St. Charles Public Library called Lessons in Living by Susan L. Taylor. And trust me, this is a good book, seemingly designed for a group such as ours. I can't recommend any book any more than this one. She explores a practical spirituality based on her own life and challenges. I've learned a lot from this book, but I've also learned as much or even more from this little group that gathers around my kitchen table with a cup of tea to explore our own faith journeys together. In Paul's letter to, the, to Galatians chapter six, it reads in part, help carry one another's burdens. Let us not become tired of doing good for if we don't give up, the time will come when we will reap the harvest. So then, as often as we have the chance, we should do good to everyone, and especially to those who belong to our family and faith. I have experienced firsthand, and I've seen faith families caring for each other and caring for others who are a part of this larger faith family. There are firsthand examples of your outreach, caring for others in and beyond our community. I know that you care for each other when there's illness or a death or other crisis. Not that we ever do enough or can't do more. We can always improve and branch out our efforts. Each of us has different skills and interests. Just as the Bible says, there are many gifts, but one giver. Through the grace of God, we have been given with a variety of individual gifts, 
so that we are able to accomplish so much. Then in Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 3, Paul is praying that Christ make his home in our hearts through faith, that our roots and foundations may be grounded in love. As Christians, we believe that God is love. We minister to others and to each other because of the tremendous love of God made known to us in his Son, Jesus Christ. Paul tells us that we can come to know that love, although we will never know how long and broad, how deep and how high that love is, even as we are filled with the very nature of God. As you contemplate this morning, my little story of the marbles, the gifts we share together in our faith families in order to accomplish the various ministries we set out to do. None of us knows the number of marbles, so to speak, we've been allotted. We all know that folks are living longer these days. They tell us it isn't going to be unusual for some of the babies being born now to live to be 130, 140 years old. But there still are those who will live to see a fewer number of Saturdays, perhaps only 30 or 40 years old worth. So no matter what the average comes up to, it should move us to be reminded that the number does not go on into infinity. Sooner or later, we all run out of marbles. If you try this little exercise of the marbles, using whatever is now the number of years the average person's life expectation is with God's grace. May you have many happy years after you lose all your marbles. And just as importantly, or even more importantly, may we never take for granted the Saturdays and other days these marbles represent. May these marbles Help us keep our priorities straight, even as we see them diminish in the job.